22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. I told myself I was not going to start this show with a question, but I'm going to start it with this. Is it me? Or when you look at the internet and you see all these Comic-Con posts, it feels like a party you didn't get invited to, but you hear about it from your friends. Uh... Not really, no. Oh, yeah. that's what I feel. I feel like everybody knows about something, and I'm like the last one to find out. Well, I mean, that's the problem with the, the New York Comic Con. I mean, it, it's it's like the redheaded stepchild of the Comic Cons. Even though it's big, yeah, we get nothing. Yeah. Right? I agree. I mean, there, let's put it this way: after all this, what are we going to get in October? Because yeah, everything's already been set in San Diego, and then when you go to Canada, to so like I think it's Montreal or Quebec, one of those yeah. two. Well, there's a, there's a couple of them, a couple yeah. of big ones. But it's yeah. just funny watching all these Comic Con posts. I'm like, I didn't get invited. No, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> Feels like my teens all over again. <laughs> What's up? Hello, all. Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 62. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And as always, I'm here with the man who can create geek, geek debates faster than The Flash with premature ejaculation. Ooh. MFG, right, the finance guy? You've gone from crazy like a fox to crazy like Fox News. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started on Fox News. I was watching something with a coworker. And they were talking about how a kid ripped up his um his speech, his valedictorian speech, to be able to say a prayer because they told him to to not make it about um religion. And Fox News was like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Oh, good old crazy Fox News." Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and manning the soundboard as well as the other mic is the man who could never air. Excuse me, he could never air another show from here on forward if he chose to. But what would he do with his weekends? RT Square, we're off the tech. You ever wonder if sand is called sand because it's between the sea and the land? No. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was not some. That's something you came up with yourself, right? Huh? Huh? Or was that something that somebody said? I, I was. Was that like a blonde conversation? He just said it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just said just, it. Oh, that's top of the dome shit. Yeah. yeah stay away from that. <laughs> <laughs> but no. But I mean, going back to the whole San Diego thing. There's a lot of things going on. Obviously, you're probably going to cover a lot of that stuff in the quick news. Why do you sound like Selma from The Simpsons? Did I? This <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things going on. As per our conversation. Oh, Homer. As per our conversation we were talking about yesterday, one of our friends who sounds like Selma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like Homer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so let's not waste any time. I mean, this episode, we're going to be discussing the newest addition to the Terminator franchise, Terminator Genesis. And that's Genesis with a Y, not the hit... The hit game console from Sega, which I used to love. Um, and then we'll go around the table and discuss what things could the new Man of Steel movie include to improve Superman in the movies and also fix what the first Man of Steel broke. So it's, it's a question that people definitely want to answer. So let's go right to it. First segment before somebody pirates it and leaks it on the net, like everything else, let's go to the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy. All right, well, I want to start off with an important public service announcement. Uh, I was texting with the cap last night, and I mentioned that I hadn't written anything for the quick news yet at that point. Uh, And he said, he goes, MFG, is that all your quick news? Yep, I didn't even open my mouth. Universe collapses. That's what he wrote to me. So, well, I ended up writing something. So that sunrise you woke up to, you're welcome. That was you? That was all me. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, <laughs> letting everybody know now. Wow. You're welcome. <laughs> and that was a beautiful sunrise. Yes. And now I know my, my, my texts are no longer private anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, oh, get ready. We're, we're about to publish a book with all your texts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, that's nice. All righty. Most of the time when a neighbor moves out, there's a collective sigh of relief. But the departure of this neighbor has most people waving goodbye with nostalgic tears in their eyes. Sonia Manzano, who is better known as the beloved Maria, is leaving Sesame Street after 44 years. Manzano began her residence on the famous street in 1971, and during her stay, she earned 15 Emmy Awards as part of the writing team and has written two children's books as well as a young adult novel. Uh, Manzano was born in New York City's South Bronx after her parents moved from Puerto Rico. She was one of the first Hispanics to be regularly featured on a television show. Oh, man. I remember Maria growing up on Sesame Street. But it's funny. Sesame Street has evolved so oh, much. Yeah, it's unrecognizable. It's unrecognizable to the point that I don't... I mean, and mind you, the people are like, oh, you're not a kid. You're not supposed to like it. No. But Sesame Street back in the 70s and 80s was something that as an adult, you could watch with your kid and yeah. still enjoy it. Now it's just like the Elmo show. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, it, I, I can't even I can't even try and watch it. Like I, I want to look into it every now and then just to see how, how it's changed. And I'm like... After a minute, I'm like, I can't deal with this. Yeah, it drives me crazy. <laughs> so you were watching Sesame Street before your kid was born? I'm saying that I had a little brother, and therefore I had to watch Sesame Street. And I remember watching it as like a, you know, I was like maybe 10 or 9. Yeah, and I was like. I'm talking about now. So I, Yeah, I've turned it on a couple of times just to see what's going on. Because you want to see all of it, any of some of the old bits they do. Oh. And it's all gone. It's all, I'm Elmo. Let's talk like morons. Like, no. <laughs> it, it annoys me because I just feel like they dumbed down. Sesame Street a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if that's because of America. But, but Maria was a definitely an integral part of... Yeah. Well, she's great. Yeah, Welcome she to America. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, so doom and gloom. First, <laughs> first quick news. Damn, what else you got, Mike? All right. What's green and green and green and green and black and gray all over? Well, now, obviously, it's the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles six-issue series team-up. Shut the fuck up. Debuting this November, DC Comics and IDW Publishing have put common sense aside and let writers James Tinian IV and artist Fred E. Williams II tell the tale of how the Dark Knight meets the half-shells. The story's official description, quote, in the ongoing power struggle between the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, General Krang and the Foot Clan allegiances have shifted and the battle lines have been drawn. Crank concocts a plan to rid himself of both the turtles and Shredder by transporting them to another dimension where they land in the I'm sorry, where they land in the dark and dangerous streets of Gotham City. It isn't long before they encounter Gotham's most famous resident, Batman. The Cape Crusader may be their only hope of overcoming their enemies and getting back home, but not before they encounter a whole cast of Gotham's most infamous rogues, end quote. If this team up works as well as 2011's DC's and IDW's Star Wars uh, slash Legion of Superheroes, the book might be worth reading. That was good. Okay, okay. Uh, now that you brought that up, you're absolutely right. It could, it could go in that direction. You know, it's it's like my prayers were answered. They're giving me the best birthday gift ever. You pray to Satan often? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> wow, turtles all and Batman time. together in one universe. I'm wondering what Big Kev's going to say about that. Kev, hit me up when you hear this. I want some turtle soup. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking bullshit. He's, he's, he's going to say, if it's Batman against turtles, Batman hands down. <laughs> Until Jack Bauer gets there, then it's a draw. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Okay, interesting. All right, well, now it's time to answer the burning question. WWJWD, what would Joss Whedon do? Uh-oh. All right, not one to sit around bitching about how tired he is from producing Avengers movies and how bitter he is about studios and networks interfering in his creative process. Okay, he has been sitting around doing that a lot. <laughs> yeah, about right. uh, but now the man who made vampire killing cheer- cheerleaders cool is penning a new six-issue series that, according to Whedon, answers, quote, the most personal question that uh, can be put to us, which is, why isn't there a Victorian female Batman, end quote. Now, before you, any of you get some unruly bat hair up your arse, <laughs> this is not a series about a Victorian female Batman. 
It's titled Twisted. The book is a steampunk superhero tale and, quote, a Victorian thriller about a meek chambermaid who is fed to a dark horror, but instead of dying, she returns with knowledge, power, and rage she can neither deny nor control, end quote. No release date has been announced for the book. Interesting. And and who is putting out that book? Uh, do, do we have the, the company? Or, or It sounds independent. It doesn't sound yeah, like it is. I'm trying to... I, IDW? Trying to, I think it might be IDW. IDW just has a really good hand on, you know, like with good writers. They always have good ideas. Yeah. They, have, they, they, they get it right more often, than they, I think, than they get it wrong. Yeah, it's because when Marvel says no, and when DC says no, IDW says, come on, I'll take it. <laughs> well, if they both said no, it must be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> but, but wow, that's, that's, a really, that's a really interesting concept. I've never gotten in, totally into the whole steampunk. It's um, fun at times. I definitely enjoy it at times. Sometimes I feel it can get too carried away where it's no longer steampunk. It just looks like modern, I mean, like future tech with like a weird outer casing. You know what I mean? Cyberpunk. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but steampunk, I get to every now and then. So it sounds like a fun it, I was like going to the Comic Cons and seeing the people in steampunk. They always yeah. look really yeah. cool. Ever since I saw the movie Steam Boy, I was always into steampunk. I've never seen Steam Boy before. It, never seen it's it. animated, right? Yeah. Yeah, animated. It's supposed to be really good. It's oh, really cool. good. It's okay. Really All right. Good. Cool. The story, I can hear Mike right now saying the story. Uh, the animation was good, but this story just went nowhere. Well, then it sounds like the story went nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> we should test, put, that, put Mike to a test. Yes. What else you got there, MFG? Alrighty. Okay. It's time to list Marvel Comics' all new, all different comic book lineup in October following conclusion of Secret Wars. So grab a cup of coffee, stop going through your lover's text messages while they're asleep, <laughs> and for goodness sake, pause the porn for a freaking moment. Aww. I said you too. That's right. why you're so hairy. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here are the titles and taglines for Marvel's upcoming series. Here we go. Carnage number one, Descent into Madness. Venom, Space Knight number one. What? Sometimes a hero needs a little space. Yep. <laughs> Ultimates. Uh, ultimate problems need ultimate solutions. Now, the roster there looks to include Black Panther, Spectrum, Blue Marvel, Miss America, and Captain Marvel, as well as Galactus. On a team. What? Okay. On a team. Yeah. Web Warriors number one, Defending the Spider-Verse. Uh, that looks like they're going to have Spider-Man India, Spider-Ham, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man Noir, Anya Corazon, and Spider-UK. Wow. Um, Spider-Man 2099, Smack the Future. Uh, Spider-Woman number one, parent by day, hero by night. She's pregnant on the cover. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again? Well, everything is picking up eight months after Secret Wars, so yeah, she's pregnant on the cover. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Daredevil number one, The Devil's Apprentice. Judging by the cover art, it looks like The Apprentice is Gambit. We talked about that in the gym. Yeah. Not too happy about that. Yeah, interesting. Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. number one. To fight the monsters of the world, we need the monsters of the night. Now, the commandos are going to be Orgo, which is some 1950s uh, like Jack Kirby creature. That's right. all it was. Uh, Hitmonkey, Man-Thing, Warwolf, a zombie Jas- Jasper Sitwell, Manphibian, Teen and Bobination, Vampire by Night, which is this woman that has both vampire and werewolf curse. So, but her vampire abilities only happen at night. What about wow. the werewolf ones? Um, it only happens once a, a full moon. A full moon? Yeah. Wow. I um, hope that the moon doesn't match up with her moon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then and also... soundboard? Huh? That wasn't even worth it. Yeah. yeah and the fair. team is being run by the LMD, Dum Dum Dugan. Oh, yeah. He's been dead since 1966, we found out. What? Yeah, so that answers the question of, like, why is he still alive and so young if he fought in World War II? Oh. Yeah, that, came, that was a big reveal of, um, what was that called? The, the one with the secrets. Um, so the one with the secrets? The, 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 the miniseries. A secret war? No, the miniseries that was about the secrets. The group, the secrets. No, 
Not the group? No, 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 no. This, sounds, this is pretty bad for a bunch of comic book people. Oh. It just was last year. Okay. And it was about all of the hidden secrets of the Marvel Universe. Oh, 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 yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they admitted that... Um, it's where Thor that, can no longer use his hammer. And, and, and Stark, and Stark um, was responsible, responsible for the, for the Hulk, Hulk and stuff like that. Okay, we'll yeah. get back to that, yeah. So one of the things they found out is that Dum Dum Dugan has been a highly evolved LMD. Yeah. All right, so Amazing Spider-Man number one. Your friendly neighborhood just got bigger because he's now going international. Spider-Man number one, welcome to the Marvel Universe, Miles Morales. Hopefully you've survived the experience. That's what it's called. Ant-Man number one, once a criminal. Um, and it looks like his supporting cast is going to be like Grizzly, Whirlwind, Porcupine, and Beetle. Yeah, wow, they're, they're really trying to push their non... I mean, I, we talked about mutants before, but they're, but they're lower, lower, lower level heroes to try to make shit um, of Shinola out of shit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, just a, how about silk out of a pig's ear? Oh, I never heard of that before, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, uh, speaking of silk, silk number one, the sinister <laughs> silk. Uh, we have Uncanny Avengers number one, fighting for humanity, inhumanity, mutants, and Deadpool. Uh, the lineup includes Spider-Man, Quicksilver, Brother Voodoo, Steve Rogers, uh, who's no longer Captain America, so he's just old Steve Rogers, Rogue, Human Torch, and Deadpool. Uh, oh. Uncanny X-Men number one, bigger threats require more threatening X-Men. Uh, the reflection on Magneto's helmet, you see Psylocke, Mystique, Phantom X, and Sabretooth. All new Wolverine, number one, on a mission to make their own... I'm sorry, that's the wrong one. Yeah, sorry. The best at what she does, because we now know that that's uh. 23. All new X-Men, number one, on a mission to make their own future. Uh, we hit, hitting the road are Teenage Beast, Cyclops, Angel, and Iceman, along with X-23 in her Wolverine suit. Extraordinary X-Men, number one, still hated, still feared, still standing... Featuring the adult Iceman, Storm, Colossus, Magic, Old Man Logan, Team Jean Grey, and Nightcrawler. I can't wait to see Old Man Logan make that move on Team Jean Grey, can you? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be creepier than Tomorrowland. Exactly. <laughs> Old Man Logan, number one. Older, wiser, sharper. Nova, number one. The family business. Karnak, number one. The flaw in all things. Hawkeye, number one. Hawkeye versus Hawkeye. Yeah, that's the female lame Hawkeye versus really? Hawkeye. Oh, man. But that sounds like a, a book you're going to pick up really fast. <laughs> if, I, if I have a fire going, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Wilson, Captain America, number one. Who do you stand with? New Avengers, number one. Avengers, idea, mechanics. We aim to help. We aim to help? A-I-M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The lineup looks to include Songbird, Hawkeye, Wiccan, Hulkling, Squirrel Girl, and Sunspot. What is with these lame lineups? Yeah, tell me about these it. These lineups are horrible. Illuminati, number one, Forever Evil. Um, it looks like the new Illuminati is the hood, along with like silhouettes of the Absorbing Man and maybe Black Ant. Wait. Black Ant is for, wait, wait, wait. For, for the Illuminati. The new Illuminati. The new Illuminati. Forever Evil. Absorbing Man. Yeah, well, you gotta be uh, fucking kidding me yeah. Scarlet Witch number one seeing red Star Lord number one feels like the first time feels like the very first time <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy number one the raccoons in charge the roster for that new Guardians is Venom Drax Rocket a new female Star Lord Thing and group yes that's the thing yeah because mm -hmm. the Fantastic Four is by the way not on this list spoilers yeah. Spider Gwen number one the secret history of Gwen Stacy and Peter Parker Ms. Marvel, number one, crushed it. Drax, number one, best in the galaxy. Uh, Angela, Asgard's assassin, number one. Hell hath no, uh, hath, wait, excuse me. Hell hath a new fury, and that's hell as in Hella. <laughs> Howard the Duck, number one, yes again. That's actually the title. Oh, Howard uh, gets a new hat. Uh, Deadpool, number one, more Deadpool than you wanted. Squadron, number one, uh, Squadron, excuse me, Squadron Supreme, number one. Soul survivors of their own worlds, they'll do anything to protect this one. The Mighty Thor, number one. The flesh may be weak, but the thunder is strong. That's still going to be Jane Foster. 
Uh, Angels of S.H.I.E.L.D. number one, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Vision number one, a bold new vision for the Marvel Universe. Uncanny and Humans number one, the silence is broken. Contest of Champions number one, where heroes gather. It's going to be basically based off of like the like the iPhone app game kind of thing. Where oh, like okay, heroes yeah, yeah. just pitted against each other. Oh. Yeah, I see that going away in like a week. Uh, <laughs> Captain Marvel number one, Captain Marvel Rises. All new, all different Avengers number one. Earth's mightiest, most dedicated heroes. Uh, the new Avengers lineup is Thor, Jane Foster, Vision, Ms. Marvel, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Nova, Iron Man, and Captain America, Sam Wilson. Doctor Strange number one. Some surgery requires a scalpel. Some an axe. Yeah, he has an axe now. The totally awesome Hulk number one. Who is the Hulk? Because it is no longer Bruce Banner. Yeah, we've been talking yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. A-Force number one. A-Force to be reckoned with. It seems like this is just all the female superheroes that Marvel has. I don't know what's going on with that. What? Invincible Iron Man number one. Upgrade. And that is it. 45 brand new titles. And when is this starting? October. October at the end of Secret Wars. Okay. Okay, Here's. Okay. Because I have a lot of people who, you know, listen to the podcast and they're friends of mine and say, you know, Cap, sometimes you you guys are a little bit harsh and heavy handed. You hate too fast. Let things happen. Maybe you should enjoy it. Are they, they're just talking about you and Mike, right? <laughs> oh, oh, because you forgive everything. Yeah. <laughs> she just wanted the An- angelic to be sure. <laughs> right. right. Here's what I'll say. They better be. Ha- I mean, these titles just sound really odd. Just the character selection and who they chose to bring to the forefront. They better write the fuck out of these things. Like, let's yeah. put it this way: on their writing squad should be Joss Whedon, Jeff Loeb, Stephen King, Juno Diaz, and Mark Twain. Because <laughs> fuck that shit. Yeah, there's, because there's a lot be- of questionable stuff here. If, you, if you're gonna do that, then you better write the fuck out of this shit. Because yeah. I mean, and maybe the- they will. I mean, again, well, their excuse, just like how. DC's using conversions, their excuse to be able to have uh, more writing play. Their excuse is saying, like, hey, we're mixing up all of these different lineups and da 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 so that we have better writing ability, you know, like more flexibility. That's their goal. Okay. I hope they're right. I hope they're right too. Well, I, I'll, I can tell you this some of the writing will be really good because, you know, they called me, they reached out, they said, hey, Ralph, we need you to come over here and write some stories for us. Did you also write the, the TV show Intelligence? <laughs> and almost yeah, human, yeah, and almost human. Hey, almost human had a few good. Had a good run. <laughs> oh, that was a, it was a good run. It had a good and run. Then it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> and I laughed at Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you liked the show. I did like the show. Yeah, so, so those are the forty-five. T- wow. Okay, so that'll be interesting. October, so October. That's going to be a very interesting um, month to pick up books. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, is that all the quick news? All my quick news. Oh shit. Huh? Oh, that was such a long list. I didn't want to go into any more news. Nah. Plus the San Diego Comic Con. I mean. It's just so much news to go into. Definitely, just just check out any website. I mean, it's it's if, if I was to list everything that's announced there, this would never. This would be like a three part quick news show. <laughs> you know, it's just so much going on. The show would be the quick you news. Know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, um, check out our Facebook page. We've at least put up a couple of the uh, great new um, trailers, things that are coming out. Batman v Superman, right? Looking awesome. Even I have to admit, it looks awesome. I just looks like there's a lot going on in there. Um, what's it? Walking Dead for right. season six. I cannot wait. And even um, I, I put up there for uh, you hater. Uh, <laughs> I even put up there the, uh, the was it Ash versus the Evil Dead. That's coming a TV series that's coming to stars, which looks like a lot of fun. Cannot wait. Yeah, and there's a couple of um, there's some other things out there that hopefully we'll be able to put on the website. I mean, they haven't put up the whole Deadpool yet. I know Suicide Squad. They also like showed a piece of. I know Agent Carter. They've actually shown like a three minute clip oh, on yeah. okay cool yeah so, so there's a couple of things out there on yeah. the net that's going on yeah. i want to add something to the quick news that's gonna make gonna start us in a hating mood but fuck it here we go um tell me stop me if you've heard it before I hate stop 
<laughs> there was an interview with um, Dennis Leary on IGN's um, one of IGN TV shows. Okay, and they were talking with him about his new um, his new TV show. He has I think it's called Rock and Roll or something of that sort. Okay, so it's like a TV show that's going to be on um, I think it's FX or it's one of these one of these um, um, one of these cable networks. Anyway, they started talking about Amazing Spider-Man, and he started and he started basically saying that you know what um, they had plans to bring back Captain Stacy. And they're like, well, how? He's dead. Sony, if they, if they if their plans for um, Amazing Spider-Man three initially was to have Parker resurrect his deceased loved ones in the in, in Amazing Spider-Man three, and Dennis Lee was going to play a big part of that sequel. So and now, they wonder why. That's, that's what I'm saying. Franchise. <laughs> so wait, they were going to have him become like some sort of. Master of the uh, Amazing Spider-Man Necromancer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I mean, they, they didn't explain how, but it's a, they, uh, one of the plans Sony had was that Parker was going to find a way to um, resurrect the dead. I don't know if it was like a, a, a science, you know. Like I was trying to make a better f- webbing, but I ended up raising the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Oops. <laughs> it happens. What were all of them bitten by raising the dead radioactive spider? That's <laughs> <laughs> just the dumbest plot I've ever heard. When I read that, I was like, I hope. MFG and RT Square checked it out. You know, it's, it's probably they were probably going to do something like uh, saying how he has an accelerated healing factor, so he's probably like investigating it or something, and then he takes his blood and injects it to like a dead mouse or something, and it brings it back, and then he decides yeah. to try it on someone else. The, the only part that would be, I mean, Grant, I mean, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they tried that, but then of course that one flaw where if that was the movie, I would look and go, everybody in this day and age is embalmed. <laughs> like it, they're not just yeah. sitting around in the ground waiting to be brought back to life, you know. Or, or, I mean, you know, you know that, that blood could be amazing. Freaking, you, you've been uh, uh, cremated. Just sprinkle a little bit of blood, body comes right back. <laughs> that's a scary well, thought. Harry Osborn did think that blood was a cure all, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what they talked about. Bring, that's the way you bring Harry Osborn. Also, the thing they mentioned was um, in the article that I was reading, they were saying, "Well, that explains why Amazing Spider-Man Two. There's a cut scene, or I'm sorry, a deleted scene in there." Showing that what they're gonna do plan next for the next sequel, and they had the head of Norman Osborn. <sighs> yes, so thank goodness Marvel came in when they did, because holy fuck, what we would we would have been in for? Jesus Christ, that's, Mar- that's just said, ridiculous. <laughs> I could imagine like if, if the personification of Marvel was Mike, he'll just like walk in there, he'd be like, no, 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 no. put that down, put it down, no, step back. I got this. I would just have to call in my bring in my assortment of, of white gloves for slapping people in the face with. I'm going to need the whole box. <laughs> what are you bugs? <laughs> just What's wrong with you? So I, I was very surprised you guys haven't, haven't heard about that. But now it also makes me want to look on the net to see about this deleted scene from Amazing Spider-Man Two. Just because I'm like, wait, you put Norman Osborn's head? But but why? He didn't lose his head. It's not like he was battling Spider-Man and got decapitated or something. I, I, I don't know. I Father, just, I love you. Swing! Well, I mean, you, you don't really need the rest of the body. All you need is the brain. I suppose. So. But, but, but it's such a creepy, it's such a bad idea. Yeah. Thank goodness Marvel came in. So that's my yeah. contribution to the quick news. That's just too much. Um, Ralph, any quick news? Do I ever have quick news? Sometimes, Sometimes. You do. Yeah. Okay, you guys make a good point. I have no quick news. <laughs> okay, all right. So let's get right into the first segment of the show. Um, let's talk about movies, and let's go into talking about Cyborg, Schwarzenegger, and Judgment Day. Terminator, um, Terminator Genesis is the movie we're going to be talking about right now. And with the synopsis, as always, is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Oh, finally, back to me. I know you're all happy. We, you, we just came back from you. 
Yeah, it was good enough, though. <laughs> it's just too long for, like, most of the listeners. <laughs> it's too long for most of the listeners, really? Too long? They wow. all say it's too long. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I like yes, it. yes, I know you love me out there. <laughs> Well-timed. <laughs> all righty. Terminator Genesis is the fifth installment in the Terminator franchise that began from creators James Cameron and Gail Ann Hurd in 1984 with the original Terminator movie directed by James Cameron. The sequels are Terminator 2 Judgment Day, 1991, that was directed by James Cameron. Uh, Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, 2003, that was directed by Jonathan Mostow. And Terminator Salvation, 2009, that was directed by McGee. The franchise also had a small screen showing with the TV series Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which ran from 2007 to 2009 and had 31 episodes. Terminator Genesis was directed by Alan Taylor with a $155 million budget and has so far grossed $60 million domestic and $115 million foreign Ooh. for a total of $175 million. Yeah, that pretty much qualifies it as a flop so far. The two major aggregate rating websites have disappointing reviews. Rotten Tomatoes has 27%. And Metacritic is coming in at 38 out of 100. Out of 100? Yeah. Shit. All right, synopsis. For the script, okay, the script for the latest Terminator sequel was an innovative sci-fi masterpiece that surpassed all its predecessors by adding depth, drama, humor, engaging action sequences, and charm to characters that were well-conceived and brilliantly fleshed out. It was said that, uh, that viewing this film brought an end to war, cured disease, and brought equal pay to women everywhere. <laughs> However, Skynet sent back writer hacks, Leda Colangridis, and Peter Lucia to re-edit the script, and moviegoers everywhere were fucked without a kiss. <laughs> so now, despite what the director wanted to convey, it appears that in the most post-apocalyptic year, 2029, under the crushing flesh-covered T-80 heels, the remaining humans were well-fed, wor- worked out regularly, and have access to great face, body, and hair care products. <laughs> Uh, in an effort to prevent this horror, John Connor sends Kyle Reese back to 1984 to bang his mom on a dirty motel floor, but Reese was thwarted by an old Schwarzenegger Terminator with an upgraded cockblock program. <laughs> so the two unloved birds travel to the year 2017 where Skynet has become Genesis. Now, we're unclear whether or not that's the Sega system or the band featuring Phil Collins. <laughs> Either way, it was a mess. Uh, the film created so many head-scratching time, par- time paradoxes that Stephen Hawking actually stood up and walked out. <laughs> I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> that was what he was heard saying. Uh, not even bringing former Doctor Who Time Lord Matt Smith into the cast was able to raise the level of believability to this time travel travesty. Arnold always says he'll be back, but this time you'll wish he was delayed in traffic. Uh, <laughs> this is starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Guardian, the Terminator, and Pops. Jason Clark as John Connor. Amelia Clark as Sarah Connor. Jai, Cor- <laughs> Jai Courtney as Kyle Reese. J.K. Simmons as Detective O'Brien. Lee. Bung Hum, I'm sorry, I probably just ruined that man's name, as T-1000, and uh, Matt Smith as Skynet. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Let's go into it. Oh, I, yeah. wish, I wish Skynet Warning. hadn't sent back. This segment may contain spoilers, so leave Ralph alone. I'm not spoiling anything. Yeah. These guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not going to spoil anything? Huh? You'll probably spoil it. You're, you're just not hating it. You're going to spoil <laughs> You're going to spoil the twist. That's what you're going to do. The you twist? Know, there's a twist? Oh, yeah. Uh, not not if you saw any of the trailers. <laughs> Like okay, yeah. Terminator Genesis. Let's go into it. I um I know it's one of the movies that Mike had put on our list of movies we should be seeing together. Yeah, yeah I couldn't Th- wait. And thank goodness we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't wait to see this movie. I mean, I was excited yet you know worried, and then I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, usually, I ask the question, or I've been trying to ask the question of what do we like first because we usually kind of critique the hell out of these things. Let me ask this question: At what point of this movie? Were you when, when, when did you start being worried? 
when you were watching the movie? Or were you ever worried? That's why I say that to Ralph. For Mike, I'll ask, at what point did you start worrying? Like, oh, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> hmm. For me, it was when I saw John Connor look like looking like he was like fucking fifty years old. <laughs> I was like, "That's John Connor." Fuck. Well, I mean, don't forget though, John Connor. This is the year twenty twenty nine. I know. I mean, I know. according to the thing, he was born in eighty four. Yeah. 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 I mean, so he is in his forties. He's in his mid to late forties. I, I guess for me, I just wanted somebody in their forties. I just feel like somebody. He looked like he was in his fifties, close to sixties. I'm looking at him like, <laughs> and, and that's something stupid to, to let it bother. It just bothered me at first. It's like, that, that's our leader. Fuck. Well, he's been leading for the last. No, I won't say he's been leading for 45 years, but you figure at least the last 29, he's probably been leading. You know? Yeah. And, well, he's been cheating. Well, he yeah. knows the people. Well, he's always, I mean, that would always be the case. I mean, he's always been sending a Terminator back, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's had so, that, that yeah. going for him. But. The only reason that he knows how to win is because he knows what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Up, up to that point. Yeah. So then, when did it ever start losing it for you? Or um, Honestly, like, I started watching it, and I wasn't really too into it, like, the whole time. I was like, Eh, it's okay. Got some action and whatnot. Like there were some funny parts, you know, but it didn't really grab me like you know the other Terminators did. Right. You know. Yeah. It's uh, it started losing me, and and I I this is it was where I feared it would lose me. Um, I just know exactly, of course, when in the film it, it would take place. Um, probably I'm trying to think about the timing. Maybe that was twenty or so minutes into the film. I wrote that is too. when it lost me. It's it's right when Sarah Connor in the as you see in the trailer comes up and she's just like, you know, come with me, soldier, if you want to live kind of a thing. And it's you know, it's we knew it was coming that she's more capable now, but it, it by that point in the film I it just it was nothing bad that happened before then. It was just that the differences in the film that had already occurred made this difference not very welcome. Yeah. You know. The thing that how well, I'm gonna start real fast though. Have we all seen all of the Terminator films? Yeah. I have. Cap. Yes. I okay. had to think about Salvation. I mean, I'm sketching on Salvation. I, I've only I, I'm seen pieces of it, but, I, but I'm, I'm down with all the other ones, though. But we've all, I, saw, okay. I saw one, two. I saw three in the theaters, fell asleep, yeah. and then watched okay. it again, yeah. and then Salvation. The premise of Salvation, it was just like for them trying to create a more human Terminator. Right. It was the, it was the start of the T-800, because in that yeah. one, they had the T-600s were the Terminator. And also, we had learned that Marcus Wright, who was a character from there, that he was the first experiment with a cyborg. Mm-hmm. So it was, the, it basically, it was they, that was to show John Connor's rise to lead the rebels. I think that's what the salvation purpose was. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's why we lost me. So I, I guess I should, let me ask what Cap always asked. What did we like about the film? <laughs> I don't want to say not much. I'll say visually it was interesting in the beginning. And then I just mm-hmm. feel like it kind of, no matter how interesting the visuals could have been, See, and you're telling me it's funny. You're telling me what what I like, and I'm going right to why I didn't like. Um, I was I love the visuals. It was kind of dark in certain places, yeah. where, where it made it kind of difficult to watch. And then um, I feel like I mean I, there was a lot of action in the beginning. It's even when he when he time travels back to 1984, right. when um, Kyle Reese goes back to 1984, there's a lot of action there. Mm-hmm. I. Once you got to the time travel, you could have fucking made it Avatar with how beautiful it was. <laughs> I would have still not liked the movie because it was just so much going on, you know, with the time travel and the paradox and trying to figure out, well, what makes what and what it, it just I was too busy thinking about that that I couldn't enjoy anything that I saw. Well, it's also because their time paradox. I mean, granted, time paradox by their nature don't often make, let's say, sense. But there still should be some kind of rhyme and reason to them for a viewer. I mean, you know, we're not we're not theoretical physicists here who are watching a movie their time paradox has just got to the point that I mean at one point John Connor in the film who has computer like knowledge by this point 
even he's not clear what is okay in this time paradigm. Yeah. If you kill us, you'll erase everything. Um, I don't think so. I think his answer is basically like, I don't think so. <laughs> he says, and I quote, we are exiles in time. So I can kill you and nothing will happen. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. I'm like, so you're uh, unclear as well? I'm willing to try <laughs> if you are. Yeah, it, it, yeah, that's where you just knew that, that by that point, that should have gone bad for everybody by that point. And that was about that was about three quarters into the film. Right. Um, my likes, of, I actually really did appreciate um, the fact that there were three things that, well, two things they, rec- they recreated almost perfectly, okay. just with new actors. One, they hinted back at because that's where things started to change. They, uh, when Terminator first shows up, when Arnold Ter- Terminator, the young one, first shows up right. um, in our time in 1984, um, they recreated that scene. Well, it's funny. New actors. I, 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 I should have watched the first Terminator just to be able to kind of make yeah. the comparison. I wasn't sure if that was old yeah. footage and then they kind no, of No, it's not old footage. It's all, no, it's all it's new footage. They footage. just literally recreate. Like, all the actors are brand new. They just recreated the scene mm-hmm. um, pretty faithfully, too. The same thing with Kyle Reese uh, showing up in the alleyway, you right. know, stuff like that. So I appreciated that. And then the fact that he ran into, because remember, the Terminator then hunts him down into that department store in the very beginning. Right. Like, you know, that's where things started to get different, though. But um, I, I really did appreciate they did that. I thought that was a good job. And even though there was a fight scene there with a, um, a T-1000, in that case, uh, the first fight was a T-1000, the initial fight, like the initial it's on kind of fight um, with Sarah and Kyle and old Arnold and young Arnold and the T-1000 down in the sewer type place. Yeah. That was excellent. Yeah. That was, I found that, that to be a very engaging, very tense, you know, scene that actually was, I, when I saw that, I'm like, wow, this is so good. I'm like, if the rest of the movie can hold this, not just in a fight, but like just the, the level of, of interest, it, it will be really good. And, but that was where it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that was before the, they, they went to 2017. 17. Yeah. I always wondered, it's like, is it hard for Arnold to act so robotic, or is that just his style of acting? Because, you know, because even he, he portrays very little emotion, though the, the funniest shit is when he does that creepy smile. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh. But they should only have done that once. Yeah. Like, after that, it just became a gimmick in the movie, and I didn't like it because it was just things that sh- There are some things that could be a running gag. You got to pick quietly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it's like, the, the thing is like, um, you had one thing, one job for... Uh, X amount of years to do just to show up there on time. Where were you? Stuck in traffic. <laughs> and I mean, like, some of them were cute, yeah. you know. Like, but for the most it's, part, it just felt. And he's like, "Was that a joke? Wait, wait, can he joke?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like some of the stuff was cute, but like I just, I don't know. I just, uh, it just, it also just felt worn. Yeah. Like you know, watching Arnold do the uncomfortable, like say something that seems out of place for Terminator. I mean, like, I'm like, guys, you've really been doing this since 1984. You've been doing this for 31 years, you know. Wow. It, when you put yeah. the numbers to it. Yeah, 31 years. It's just like, you need a little freshen up. You know? Yeah. And then, then the, the helicopter scene. Mm-hmm. I'll be back. Wait, where are you going? Where do you think he's going? He's jumping out of the helicopter. <laughs> where do you think he's going? I need he's going, milk. He's going to go up. He's going to go up. He's jumping out of a helicopter. Without, without spoiling... How did you feel about the twist? The twist? The twist about... Um, yeah, go ahead. Sky, Try and Sky, explain that without spoiling it. The Skynet's involvement and how the future has changed in a very dramatic way. Well, the, the whole message of the movie is trying to say how we're slaves to our devices. Kind of. But, see, this... The whole Skynet part made no sense. Like, this won't be giving anything much away. It's just it's kind of a logic question. Okay, we see the movie in 2029 
we're catching the first time that John Connor sends back a Terminator. Mm -hmm. What is the highest made Terminator at that time? T-800. T-800. Right. Yeah. Well, as far as... Because we, we only know what we're told. Right. So, this is... He, he knows he gets there right after Arnold is sent back because he knows his own future mm -hmm. or his own past. So he knows that he's going to send Kyle Reese. So now this is the second time the machine has been used. That's all we've seen. We saw Arnold go, and then we saw Kyle Reese go. Right. Kyle Reese goes, and he is met by... The T-1000. No, T... Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, T-1000. Exactly. So when was that machine used again? That's the question. You know, it's, 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 then, this is where it stopped making any kind of sense by this point. And then your you question know? is then, who sent the first one back? Well, which they, they went out of their way to tell you we're not telling you. Because yeah. they kept saying it's an unknown person, which means you haven't figured that out yet <laughs> in a storytelling yeah. mode. But, I mean, that right there, that's why I said it was around 20 minutes, is where things fell apart. Because I'm like, well, we're the T-1000. But also, it's this point. Going back to my first question. What is the highest level of Terminator at 2029? <laughs> the T-800. Yeah. But yet, at the same exact moment of that time period, there seems to be a T-800, a T-1000, and... The ability to create T-3000s and a certain character is actually there that we see later on in the film is really a T-5000. If you had all of that in 2029, the human race would have been wiped out. Wait, which one's the T-5000? The, the, the one that, that, can, that can materialize and disguise himself or okay. herself? Okay. Right. So it's, it's, our, it's Skynet. Skynet is the T-5000. Okay. So, but remember, the Skynet does something in 2029 yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right when kyle is leaving yeah, yeah. so that means the t5000 existed and was able to make t3000s mm -hmm. at the same time that there must have been t1000 and t800s all in the exact same day in the future yet somehow the human race is still existing and still only fighting t800s this and, made zero sense and this is why i hate time travel to an extent and then it's like if you stop skynet right then the t800s never existed never was sent back in time to save Sarah Connor, never to terminate, you know, John Connor, then what the right. fuck? Well, the Terminator, I mean, you know, I mean, granted, the Terminator franchise itself is like most time-based movies that try and be clever. And, I mean, I love Terminator. I mean, this is not an insult to the, the, the actual franchise. It runs that fault of time travel movies, which is there is no way to explain it, but the future must happen before the past. Yeah. Because Sarah Connor... Ha in order to give birth to John Connor, has to meet Kyle Reese, yeah. who was born in, in the, the future. future. Yep. <laughs> you know, so she can't have a baby that sends Kyle back until Kyle is sent back. <laughs> so you know, it's it's just one of those paradoxes that's not even really a paradox; it just can't exist. And, and then, like, I, I can hear physicists, you know, going crazy over the fact that Kyle Reese talked to himself. Right. You know, because two two objects can't occupy the same body I was in the same telling, space at the same time. I yeah. was telling my wife that. I was telling my wife that we were watching, we were, um, watching, um, we were watching the movie before she fell asleep. Yeah. And we talked about the fact that sometimes as part of these future movies that the future self can't talk to the present self because it would cause... It would cause um, it's catastrophic. Like, um, yeah. Well, it would cause it would cause another paradox. But at the same time, though, I mean, and believe me, I'm not trying to defend this movie. They're not occupying the same space. Yeah. You know, they're not the same Person. spot in yeah. time, right? They they are facing each other. But I mean, but yes, I agree but, with you that it's it's a you, nasty when you paradox. When you break it down molecularly, they're the same thing. They're the same well, they're the same thing. They're just not literally occupying the same space. They're just occupying the same time period. Yeah. But yeah, it becomes dirty. Like it, if, you know, after if a while. If you ever watch um, Project Almanac. Okay. When I, I still have to see that movie. I heard it's really good. I'll give it to you. All right, cool. Um, 
there's a scene where they go and see one of themselves mm -hmm. and like they draw like a smiley face on the back of their head right mm -hmm. when the one that's sleeping wakes up and sees himself it creates like a feedback loop right and if it had stayed there long enough he would be wiped from existence. That's interesting. That's that an interesting sense. concept. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the thing is, we don't obviously know what really happens with time travel, you know, which, which is what gives like, Filmmaker a lot of leeway. That's what you don't know. Well, yeah. I, I'm, I, I still say that one of the best movies to do time travel is Back to the Future. Um, I suppose so. Yeah. I, I, like, yeah. because I mean, it's they, pretty they, harmless. They, they broke it down in a simple way, and, and, and they kept, they, they kept the, 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 the rules simple, like, you know, explaining, hey. If you change something, it just creates a separate timeline. Right. And that you know that you can't go back to that you know to to the, that timeline because it's been altered. It's, yeah. I, I like the way they explain it. With I was so wrapped up when trying to figure out the paradoxes and what's and what's the ramifications if the Terminator does this to one to one of the, our main characters to Sarah Connor or to to Kyle Reese that I wasn't able to really enjoy the movie. Yeah. And, and the, the movie was all right. I mean, like there was some parts. The but it's funny all the action scenes that I wanted to see. Was in the previews. Well, yeah, and all the action scenes I found, they were just action scenes. Like, you know, if you listen to our review of um, Jurassic World, yeah. I, as much as I did not like the script, I had said the action scenes were very engaging. I did enjoy the action scenes, even if the story around them didn't make much sense. Right. This one, I mean, the action scenes, sure, they, do they look nice? I mean, it's Hollywood. They've got millions of dollars. Sure, they look nice, but I wasn't engaged in any of them. Like, like I didn't care about any of the action scenes. I mean, they were there. I was visually stimulated. But that was it. Like, I didn't feel like, wow, my God, and this is, holy cow, this is happening here. You know, it was just like, oh, and there's going to be an explosion, and probably this is going to flip over, and, you know. And, and uh, what what you think about um, Kyle Reese's obsession with John Connor? He's a little borderline, like, lover-alike, right? Well, that one was, yeah, that, yeah, that was, was actually a, odd, a weird, yeah. Yeah. I mean, which is, I mean, fine. I mean, I mean you know, the, what they were trying to guess, give us the idea is that, like, the, the bonding is so strong because there's only two humans, but it was just, it was just done in a way that, didn't come out quite well yeah. but at the same time you know it's it's just equally as creepy when you kind of realize that john pimps out his mom right away to the, he's like here take this picture of this woman <laughs> why <laughs> i mean he doesn't really say this but it's just almost like hot isn't she yeah, yeah you know you want it yeah, well, <laughs> you, tell me what you want to do to her because <laughs> you know? it's just like you know like it's like well you're encouraging him to want to have sex with your mom and that's just weird dude. well it's his father of course he's gonna yeah have but sex that's just weird <laughs> <laughs> you're encouraging it <laughs> you know but um, which brings me to the other thing too. I I didn't like Sarah Connor. I mean, her acting was okay. How dare you speak bad of Khaleesi? I don't know who she is. I just know she's from the Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> That's but, uh, who she is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, like I like. I I didn't like her acting. I mean, she was fine enough. But even I mean, she probably is closer to the age of the character supposed to be. You figure Sarah Connor is supposed to be twenty years old, or, yeah. or give or take a year, right. or actually probably more, or more give a year, it's like twenty twenty one ish years old. Even in the original film, she was around that age. Maybe it was the 80s haircut. Maybe Linda Hamilton really wasn't that close to her early 20s. It's just that something was more believable about this woman having a kid, you know, soon after you see her, and then having to prepare for a future. This girl looked like she looked 17. And, and you know, like at no point would I, I want her to have a child that's going to somehow lead a rebellion to save the human. Like, it wasn't believable. I didn't find her to be believable for the part. I didn't like Kyle Reese's physical build for Kyle Reese, like, I mean, he, again, this is a world where you're telling me you're barely getting by, but you look like you hit, like, the gym every day, Yeah, he, <laughs> you know? He looked like a T-800. Yeah, yeah, seriously, he was like a, he was like the T-800 when they tried to make it more believable, <laughs> you know? Um, and then I didn't like their chemistry together. I didn't at any point feel like, yeah, they should fall in love, you know, because that felt forced, because, I mean, the whole point was she was just like, 
I, I agreed with what she was saying. It's like, you know, this is just about my destiny. But then it felt like the film itself was saying, well, you got to like him. And then it just felt forced whenever she would try and give him a look or something like that. It just, I didn't believe it. Yeah. You know? it, I mean, I mean, I was just mad the fact that they didn't show Khaleesi nude. <laughs> I'm like, wait, so you strip down your clothes and we get to see one uh, one pair of butt cheeks, but we don't see hers? Come on, guys. Come on. Inconsistency <laughs> in, at its finest. Double she standard. Has, she has this thing because they had her do so much nudity in Game of Thrones. She's not that, doing that's that true. anymore. That's true. That's she, true. She, she's, she's left and right in Game And mind you, I'm only watching the first season, and already she's got naked like three, four times. Yeah. <laughs> so she, so, okay, I can see your point, Ralph. I can I, see your point. All right. Afterwards, like, I think after the third season, she said she's not doing any more nude scenes. Ah, okay. Ooh. Wait, that's what, so what? Her character's killed in off. Game of Thrones. Her really? character's killed off. Yeah. No, no, it's not. <laughs> wow, basically. How did you guys feel about um, Arnold's involvement in, in, in this um, in this installment? I, I felt like it was, uh, I'm sorry, unnecessary. We just need to do something without Arnold for once. I would have preferred, I mean, I would have preferred like, if they had, like, you know, they should have had the young and old Terminator destroy each other and there to be another Terminator. Okay. That would have been the opportune moment. Um, even, and I will spoil it this way, even if to say he makes it through the film and dies at the end, I'm good with that because there are going to be sequels. By the way, even with as badly as it's performing, there are two um, sequels scheduled. Really? There are scheduled. One is for uh, May 19th, 2017. The other is for June 29th, 2018. Do I don't know if that's it? changing yet. No. Oh. I don't know if it's changing yet. You know, I guess we'll see how it goes. But anyhow, so I would have been fine if he died at the end. However, this is the spoiler part, he doesn't die at the end. And in fact, he is now more indestructible than he yeah. was before. Because he, he, he now has the, well, he's not a T-1000. He has the, the mimetic polyalloy of a T-1000. He's, he's closer to like a TX now, yeah. which is, by the way, for all you hoes at home that don't know, in Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, the female Terminator is not a T-1000. She's a TX which is a different version of those. Right. right. So like, that's what, because it's basically a robot underneath a morphing skin of a T-1000, you know? So that, like, now what they've really said is it's even harder to get rid of Arnold, who in real life is only getting older and older for every year this franchise I, I just, goes on. I just felt like it was so forced. It was, oh, it pops. I was like, it was just felt was, so forced. Oh, pops was horrible. It's, it's like, you're gonna, in the next movie, uh, Terminator, was this seven or six? Uh, six. The next one would be Terminator 6? Yes. Yeah. All right, so Terminator 6. Pops revenge. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's um. Well, and all by, uh, by the way, also Arnold has already agreed to sign up for the next sequel. Exactly. No word on the third one yet. Pops, you look so so much older. What, what's happening? Oh yes, because you know the the metal alloy in my programming is making me look much older now. Well, then he'll be like, <laughs> I'm just doing this to make you feel. They say something like to make you was, feel better. About was aging. that an attempt at an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression? It's better than your Scotty. Hey, but it started off like sounding like Rob. Then all of a sudden, it sounded like Arnold. I'm sorry, I do but Jamaican Jordan. Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Shit, you needed to smoke. I'll be back after this spleef, man. <laughs> I was about to say you needed to smoke to enjoy this movie. But um, yeah, I mean, so like that angered me even more because I was like, okay, fine, we're gonna get rid of Arnold. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is not a hate on Arnold moment. We all love him. I think as the Terminator, it's it's just done, dude. I mean, yeah. the series. Ha- First of all, the series has to prove it can stand on its own. Yeah. If you're telling me that your series can't exist literally without Arnold Schwarzenegger, then you may as well just can it now because the man's not going to be alive forever, or he's not going to be capable of being an action hero forever. You know. How, how about this for a premise for the next movie? So, the the new upgrade didn't go as well or as flawless as he thought, and he's still malfunctioning, right? Mm-hmm. So, in an attempt to keep Sarah protected, he builds his own 
new like Terminator, Ooh. like a T whatever he wants to call it, Rex. A T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have short arms. So, <laughs> so it's a younger looking one, but still you know like buff and whatnot. Right. So that way they can introduce a new I character. Mean, and that's, I mean, and that would be fine too. I mean, he could even have done that in this one. Like if they had just introduced a new Terminator, and that would have been fine. But actually, at the same time too, it's. I'm tired of the 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 you know toothless dog Terminator. You know what I mean? It's just like yes, it's nice T to establish that there is the ability to make a Terminator work for you. It doesn't mean that had to be the norm. Like like a lot of people treat it like this is the franchise that a Terminator must work with one of the Connors. It's like no, that was not the franchise. The franchise was the original movie where they were trying to kill him. You know. Uh, what did you think? What would you think if they brought back Summer Glau? And used her. That would end the franchise. She ends every show she's on. <laughs> Luckily, why, she didn't end Arrow. I was say that's why they killed her in Arrow. Spoilers. <laughs> Please don't let her keep. I, I mean, I love Summer Glass. She's she's fun for what she is. She's not a great actress also, by any means. Also, she could be on the show. On what? On our, our show. show. Oh, yeah, she could be. <laughs> so fine. wait, so Eva Mendes can't be on our show, but Summer Glass can. We don't have enough food for Eva Mendes. <laughs> Summer Glass could kick Eva Mendes' ass. Yeah, that right. would be a lot of kicking, but <laughs> <laughs> she might have to rest between sessions. Yeah, but even, even Mendes' ass can fight back at least. Anyway, yeah, very, all right, there we What's go. What's going to get? Ghost Rider to help? Oh. Nicholas Cage? <laughs> yeah, that's what you get. Okay, all right. Is there anything else we want to say before we get to ratings? Uh, Any point that we, that we super missed? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious? Mike. <laughs> um, no, I'm okay, pretty good cool. with all that. All right. Oh, by the way, let me, th- let me throw this out. After we do ratings, what would you rename the movie? I got a name for it. Oh, rename the movie? Well, because, yeah, you know, I mean, if we could rename this movie, because Terminator Genesis just seems apropos, what would be the, the name of the movie? But ratings, ratings. What do you rate Terminator Genesis? Ralph? I give Terminator Genesis... Hmm. Uh, five's Stuck in Traffic, because that movie's not going anywhere. Five Stuck in Traffic out of what? Out of ten. Out of ten. Dude, because out of five, that's six claws. You, you need to scare me again. <laughs> all right. Five stuck in traffic out of a hundred. No. Wow. <laughs> no, out of ten. Out of ten. All right. All right. I'm going to give it four naked cyborgs being sent into time travel out of ten. I mean, anytime that, you know, you think about time travel too much more than the actual plot, it doesn't make it fun anymore. Yeah. Like, um, I just give it four Matt Smith time lords need to really just stop this movie from happening out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know if I had to rename the movie, I would call it Who Wants a Dusty Old Robot Anyway? <laughs> <laughs> any, any, any idea what you would rename it? Cause uh, Pops and Me. <laughs> Pops and Me. <laughs> that sounds like a really bad fucking um, like a Nickelodeon movie. Yeah. <laughs> this has been Terminator 5, Iron Giant. Go see it. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Giant, go see it. All right. You know what? When I was uh, watching this, the scene when uh, Kyle Reese is going up to... Uh, into the time machine to go back in time and he's like fully naked I was just thinking like, it would be hilarious he's like look at my junk look at my junk and just like well, moving at, around at one point when he, when he goes to the time machine when he's walking up there and everyone's watching I just felt like John Connor was just like and let's just all look at your junk right now <laughs> yeah. yep yeah there, there it hangs or not hang <laughs> yeah Kyle we'd like to thank you for shaving <laughs> evidently quite and oiling up before coming into this scene yeah. you know <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Terminator Genesis. If we can go back in time and stop them from making this movie, we probably would. Yeah. All right, so we'll be, we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, after I go back in time and get myself some more hair. <laughs> 
Hey guys, it's the Master of the Six Claws here. That's right, Ralph the Tech. Just letting you know, once you show us some love, check out our Facebook page at Meanwhile 22 Pages Later, or hit us up on Twitter at Meanwhile 22. And you know, you can also check out our website. It's been up since the beginning of the show. I don't know why you're not there, at Meanwhile22PagesLater.com. And I know I'm the master of six claws, but you can give us six claws too. Just go on to iTunes and give us a review. And now let's get back to the show. All right, welcome back. And let's attack our second half of the question with uh, the second half of the question, second half of the show with this thought. If you burned a cake, what could you do to improve it without throwing it out? I know that sounds really weird, but that's the analogy I wanted to use to introduce this next topic. Man of Steel was a success at the box office back in 2013, but has received scathing criticism from a large part of the geek community and Mike, the finance guy. <laughs> now, That's the only one that counts. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's easy to say that you will just hit the reset button on the entire franchise, but with all the resources, all the energy, and especially all the money that Warner Brothers has invested in this project for future endeavors... Uh, there's no way that's probably going to happen, so they're not going to hit the reset button. So now I pose the question to the panel. If you were suddenly named the head of Warner Brothers and had a chance to work on the next Man of Steel movie, what are three things it would need to make it more successful and improve the mistakes that the original Man of Steel movie had made? And um, if you can, if you can include a villain. Can all three of them just be more me? <laughs> you, you took my answer. There's already a, they, they, um, you know DC has a black quota and they already have Perry White. So there you go. <laughs> oh, and it's funny. Uh, that's that. And it's funny. Perry White is the black guy. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, and they were just like, I bet they'll find that ironic. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be happy. Somebody in charge is black. <laughs> All right. So, um, what, what are some of the ideas you have? Because I mean, just basically, we've we've talked about this. Our first episode was about Man of Steel. Our first episode two years ago was about Man of Steel, and what we talked about was how bad things were or um, how the movie missed the mark about describing who Superman really is. We could have easily said, you know what, if they start all over, because Mike and I were talking about the subject, and Mike goes, well, you know, they, I mean, you know, they could easily just, you know, restart it. I mean, that's what they did with Superman Returns, and he's right. But I'm saying, if, if you're in Warner Brothers' position now where you're already building up a story and saying, you know what, we're going to build on this Superman, what would you do if you were in charge for the next movie to improve it and also to make those mistakes um, in the first one make sense. Yeah. So uh, what I would do is forget about this whole Batman versus Superman angle. Oh, you would have forget about it. Yeah, it was like, because it's like, I mean, it's, it's been done before in, in the comics and then when they did the, the movie about the comic, it's like, you know, you don't really need that right now. You want to make a good Superman movie, um, tap into his, some of his older stories, you know, like uh, what I would get rid of that, right? Still have them like try to like face uh, the the reper- repercussions for destroying pretty much most of Metropolis, right? You know, have, still have like that fear of people afraid of him, right? But then in- have like uh, this big force that comes in. I was thinking like Doomsday comes in, but the way that Doomsday is, uh, Doomsday is like a herald uh, for uh, Apocalypse. So Apocalypse since Doomsday. Oh, I can see Marvel just lining up the lawyers now. (laughs) A herald, you say? (laughs) Go on. Well, you you know what I mean. Is he wearing silver by any chance? Like Apocalypse is scouting Earth. And he's like saying, he sees um, Superman and says, he's a threat. So we want to get him out of there, right? Mm -hmm. So then uh, Doomsday, uh, Apocalypse sends Doomsday in to try to take out Superman. And like uh, uh, Doomsday just starts like pops up occasionally and starts like destroying places. 
Superman doesn't have enough time to like stop him before he gets away, before he boom tubes away. Out, okay. right? So it's like it's just like Apocalypse is trying to set up a trap for him to lure him to a place. Okay. And then this sort of turns the tide of people against Superman to making him more love so that people you know we forgive you we understand that you're only here to protect us now whatever right so then so then this sets up for in like uh, another movie apocalypse actually showing up like the invasion right and then fighting that off oh cool and then major plot twist the whole thing was orchestrated by brainiac right Oh, you know? wow. So, okay. like in the, so you have like an, a, a So you want to have Brainiac actually ruling over uh, Darkseid? Or, or like... like oh, that'll be rough. I know, I know. But well, I'm not saying it's not working. I'm just saying, wow, that would be really a big surprise. Where like instead of like... Uh, so Crypt, you know, Krypton's destroyed and Brainiac was the Krypton's computer, mm-hmm. right? Let's say that when in the destruction of Krypton, Apocalypse goes like sends search crew and they find the piece of Brainiac and Brainiac is like the computer's manipulating Apocalypse into doing this. Oh, wow. Know? And then, because, like, to get, I guess, like, to get the last son of Krypton or something, to, to get something from his DNA, something that was also encoded in the codex from the first movie, right? Cool. So right. imagine that. And then having all of that been, like, subtle manipulations by Brainiac, and at the very end, you see him, like, having built, like, a body or something, taking out Apocalypse and then coming after Superman. All right. Wow, okay, right. that's an interesting way of going about it. Um and then maybe you could bring in Batman like to come in at like the unknown one. But I think that's a really interesting idea. <laughs> God. <laughs> but I think that's a really good idea that you said about the whole Batman v Superman nixing that idea. I think that's a great idea because I feel like DC has kind of they're kind of keeping they're trying to keep up with the Joneses basically. Yeah. Instead of following their own path, they're realize I mean not, not, not don't get me wrong, Marvel has a great design for their movies. They say, okay, let's let's stack each other, let's have them all interconnected, let's let's have them all work with each other in some way, shape, or form, and then have them combined for one big movie. I think DC was trying to find a way of doing the same thing, but I, I think Superman should be a standalone. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even if you want to like to introduce him, you can have him be like, not even in this movie, like in the next one that would coming on where Apocalypse would show up, have like Batman in, just be like in the background, like viewing through like security cameras, where you'd even show him. You just show like a silhouette watching the action and you know like analyzing okay. him to see if he's actually for us or against us. You know? Oh, very cool! And then when the invasion happens, you like you see Superman almost losing, and then he actually shows up and like gives him a hand or something with advanced technology. All right. You know, I could imagine the rise of the crowd. I think that's a really good idea, bro. I think because you could always show them looking at the surveillance video, and people will have their ideas of who they think it is. Yeah. You don't have to show the back end, but you show the surveillance. It, it could be Luther. It could be, it could be him. It could be so many other people that you don't know who it is. And then when you, when you wait till like three quarters of the movie and you reveal it's freaking Bruce Wayne, yeah. oh, and like half the audience goes wet. Or you, or <laughs> right. you just see like the... Like uh, the the bat wing come through the sky, and then as it comes through, like a plume of smoke, leave the bat symbol or something, you know? A plume of plume. smoke. Whatever. Plume. There you go. I was just impressed that you used another word besides that. <laughs> I would have said a stack of smoke. That's all it went with. No, smokestack is where the smoke comes out. Right. You know what I meant. <laughs> Contrary to what most people believe, I am not a stoner. I know, I know things. But yeah, people always say that. They go, Ralph is very zen. Does he smoke? I'm like, no, he doesn't smoke. No, he's still chill. You sure he doesn't smoke? He doesn't smoke, guys. I get high on life. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'd like to see the rolling paper on that one. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it's expensive. See, why am I doing my own freaking job? If you want to take over the soundboard, no. you remember what happened last time. Nah, that, 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 that computer looks like it's haunted. I can't mess with it. <laughs> All right. Well done. Well done. Mike? Oh, I'm next. Um... <laughs> Well, um, yeah, I 
just really just felt like, hey, if you're going to have a Man of Steel movie and you're going to do a sequel to that one, then just own it. I mean, there's no, there's no, you know, like, I mean, Ralph's idea was a great idea, but I, I just feel you just own it. So for me, I was continuing the I could care less about people's safety mantra of the first film. So the title of my movie is Man of Steel 2. Fuck you, fuck you in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, Shout so, out to Gabe. <laughs> so here it is. Clark systematically kills all his high school classmates a la 1980s <laughs> slasher <laughs> film style because he wants to attempt to stop everyone in Smallville from aden- um, instantly identifying him as Superman. Oh, my God. Lois Lane has died painfully from some Kryptonian super STD she received from Kyle's third <laughs> penis. Yeah, he's an alien. Surprise, bitch. <laughs> Toy Man is revealed to be the film's villain because why not? He is immediately arrested and jailed as a pedophile three hours after releasing his Lick My Sack Elmo doll <laughs> on an unsuspecting society. <laughs> Meanwhile, Superman has declared himself Emperor of Earth and Lord of the Dance. The world puts faith in Batman, who seems to already harbor a hatred for Superman, to stop the Mad Kryptonian. But after one, a, a one-minute battle, of which like 55 seconds Superman just spent laughing at him, uh, everyone realizes that Batman is just a really rich guy in a cool Halloween costume before he was hospitalized with nearly every bone in his body broken. <laughs> now, for some, for some undiscernible reason, right after that fight, Superman travels to the future and then uses the Cyberdyne technology to travel into the past where he kills Thomas and Martha Wayne and then pisses on Bruce's face while a drunk Frank Miller watches from a nearby bar. So this is all building as he had back and forth. We now see why Batman doesn't like him. The desperate U.S. government enlists John Constantine to help kill Superman. Constantine resurrects Superman's father, who takes the hero code name, the motherfucking Jor-El. <laughs> Superman is easily subdued by the motherfucking Jor-El, who uses his previously seen 00 motherfucking 7 spy skills from the previous movie. See how I've related the movies now. Uh, <laughs> With his son beaten on the floor, the motherfucking Jarrell picks him up by his head and holds him in a way that signifies he's going to snap his neck. But that's when the motherfucking Jarrell looks directly into the camera and says, bitch, superheroes don't kill. Then sends his son to the Phantom Zone. Roll credits. That film works. What a motherfucker. That is, yeah, exactly. What a motherfucker. Yeah. Now, there you go. That's your answer. <laughs> was there anything wrong with this film? It related to the last one, gave us a villain, <laughs> and it actually improved and apologized on that film. Here's, here's my wallet. Go make that movie right now. I don't see where the problem is. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you have that much of a problem with the Man of Steel movie, with the original? Have you not heard my review of the Man of Steel movie? I was there. You should just call it Man of Steel 2, Rise of the Motherfucking Joy. <laughs> well, that would be, that, be part three. Oh, okay. Part three. I, I swear to God, if that gets leaked... <laughs> that'll be part three rise of the motherfucking drill part three but this is you know superman two I mean, man steel two fuck w- you fuck you in the ass <laughs> i don't even want to say my answer now yeah, well I that's mean, what you get for asking me second yeah, two great things you, you know. yeah you guys came back you guys came swinging swinging that was good here's a secret that was all off the top of my head oh <laughs> surprise surprise all i'll say is that um when it comes to this man of steel movie i just feel like the reason one of the reasons why i kind of strayed is because I just feel they concentrate more on um, on Kal-El and less on Clark. I feel like they, they need to bring a little bit more of a focus on Clark Kent and his identity in Metropolis. And I, th- um, I also think saving people, it's kind of like what the Avengers did. I feel like the Avengers honestly made a jab at the DC movies. Well, they did. Like, like, like a strong, like, like not, and not just this is what we do, like this is the way we do it, DC. Yeah. You know, it, it was totally like save the people first. 
Save know, the people first. You know this is audio, right? So they couldn't see you poking at something? Yeah, but they, but I was talking about jabbing, so they got it. Okay. <laughs> they got it. Come on, Ralph. <laughs> right. Just because you made one good point today, <laughs> don't fuck with me. Every time I open my mouth is a good point. Wow. Well, this, I'm, I'm not it's a good point for birth control. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that one, sorry. <laughs> but one thing I'll definitely say is I think the way you need to tie in the movie, and I think, and it's funny because when I'm watching the, the trailers for Batman v Superman, they have to make Superman accountable for his actions, but also watch Superman make an attempt to try to help repair the city. I think that that has to be part of it because one of the reasons that Mike objected to the movie, and I know I know one of the problems I had was that it was Dragon Ball Z, yeah. and mind you, and mind you, Dragon Ball Z's destruction is like empty Epic. areas. Yeah. yeah, it's like like in the middle of a desert, in the middle of a rock, a rock formation, and all this. Stuff. It's not with people. Yeah, well, and, there was one episode where it was like one of the the final episodes where they pretty much decimate an entire city. Really? Yeah. But the city's already, like, the people have left. Evacuated. They have evacuated, but... Yeah, Metropolis wasn't evacuated. Yeah. And, and, and my thing is, they needed to address that quick, and I think that's one right. of the things I'm you sure have to add. Um, Kryptonite. I feel like Kryptonite needs to be added at some point in the movie, and it's funny. When I wrote this, and then I saw the trailer for Batman yeah. v Superman, I was like, fuck. And you, <laughs> you see the, the Lex Luthor wig staring at the big Kryptonite rock? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, Wait, I didn't realize it was the wig, though. I mean, I don't know if it's the wig. I mean, it's just that it's just that weird hairdo that uh, that um, Alexander, uh, Alexander yeah, that Lex Luthor has. It's yeah. just, it's just. I mean, at some point, you're like, all right, where's the hair going to go? Because I mean, because they didn't even just give him like hair and a normal everyday haircut. They gave him this exaggerated, long, wicked hair, so like, like to make hair. the loss of it even more dramatic. You know, that's from that's the hair they used in the play Hair, right? That's probably yeah. that, that, that's your boy Zack Snyder. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, he was good in Three Hundred, but whatever. I, and I, honestly, I think. And I know Mike hates when I say this. Um, I think the villain has to be Lex Luthor, but I think there, ha- I think that has to be a twist. I think you make Lex, L- Lex Luthor start off as um, Kal El, aka Superman's ally, trying to get him some. I guess I don't know if he, if you change his origin a little bit, but you make him very like pro Superman. You know this alien. You know he, you know he's got our back, and you know we really need to trust him, and and doing this whole thing, and something happens with Superman that. Lex loses his tr- um, basically maybe Lex um, comes up with a scheme and it might be something for his own his own personal gain but not that much and Superman is not behind it and Lex is so hell-bent on the fact that Superman rejected him that he creates Metallo to come after him Damn. <laughs> <laughs> damn <laughs> I mean, yay. <laughs> but is it the Metallo with the kryptonite in his chest that you just pull it out? That's right. Yeah, I've never yes. understood that Metallo. The, the same one that can be hit with the heat beam, heat yeah. vision from afar? I have never understood that Metallo. <laughs> in fact, I was just thinking of Metallo on the way up here. Um, and I, just, I, I said to myself, so they build Metallo. Whether or not here nor there about the kryptonite in his chest, which doesn't really do much of anything to Superman unless he's dumb enough to actually walk up to him. I'm like, he's made from materials on Earth. Name anything on Earth, from Earth, that Superman is injured by. Nothing. <laughs> so I don't care what magic. you made. The <laughs> magic. That's not on Earth and of Earth. Yes, it is. Oh, that's pretty much your universal property. Okay, whatever. <laughs> no, but if you, so like, I don't care what you made that robot out of. It still can't hurt Superman. Like, it, it just can't hurt Superman. It's, it's like, well, we made it out of the strongest steel. You mean the stuff that doesn't go through Superman's skin? <laughs> you know like that's my only problem with Metallo like I think it needs to be made from like alien materials or something okay, like that okay. which is what I had said before like um, at the end of this one like with Zod's ship or something like that or maybe they even have automatons on the ship 
Right. I don't know why they would have had automatons in the Phantom Zone, but maybe they were bored and built them. Wasn't there a part in Man of Steel where uh, Zod sends out, like, drones or something? I really don't remember. I never cared to ever find out again. Okay. (laughs) I I really don't remember, though. (laughs) But, you know, I'm just saying, like, maybe then they could say, well, then from there you could go, like, hey, they built Metallo or something like that. That would be kind of cool. Okay. But, Um, yeah, there you go. Nonetheless, a good idea. Thanks. Thanks for making me feel better. I still think my idea was the best idea. (laughs) I think it was a good idea, even though you're, like, saying poo-poo on your question. But let me throw this question out, then. Do you really feel like DC should have started over? When? With Man of Steel. You mean should they ever have made that movie? Is, what I'm saying is, it, um, with what happened with Man of Steel, do you feel do you feel that DC should have done a, a different Superman film over instead of continuing the franchise? I'm, because because a lot of people a lot of people had problems with Man I'm, of I'm, Steel. I'm sorry, I'm still confused by the question. So they made Superman Returns, then years later they make Man of Steel, and you're asking should they have uh, made Batman be Superman? No, 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 no. I'm saying that. Do you think that the thing that you suggested? Remember, I said how could you, you know. When I said, I just said how to deal with it would be to, to just start, start all over, ignoring Man of Steel. That, that's the way to deal with it. Do you think that's the way they should have went? Um, well, the thing is, Man of Steel has a decent following. I mean, you know, it's you know a, a, a large amount of people may not like it, but I mean, it did well enough that they would have to, they would lose more money starting all over again. Yeah. So for them, it's not like it flopped. It's not like Superman Returns where it just flopped. So they don't have a reason to do it. You know, I mean, you know, I, I would just prefer it on, you know, just because I think they could do a better movie. But, you know, if it had flopped, they would be doing that. But I think now, you know, they, they don't really have a reason to redo it. Yeah. You know, they don't even really have to address anything that happened in that last movie if they don't want to. But I think they also know they have a lot of pissed fans. You know? <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Ralph? Because I know that you're somebody who, who leans a little bit more toward the light where Mike would be something, somebody very critical. You forgive a lot Never. of things. <laughs> I think like they Ralph's could, a hater. <laughs> Spoiler. They could still keep it, you know, keep the current Man of Steel. It's just as long as the sequels that they make are better, would or you know better tooled in a way, would work. It could explain for why the first one was so what it was. Yeah. You know, I just think like if I mean really they could just open up uh, Batman v Superman with uh, Adult Superman just waking up going, oh, my God, I just had the weirdest dream. (laughs) (laughs) And there you go. (laughs) I just snapped someone's neck. And then you see Wonder Woman next to him. Go back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) And that explains why she's there. (laughs) Um, It's funny because right when I was, I wrote this um, yesterday and the day before, like what I wanted to do. But in between that, like I said, I saw the preview for Batman v Superman. I'm just very intrigued. It's something you were talking about earlier before we started off podcast. You were saying how they're going to get so much stuff mm-hmm. in so much uh, such a little time. MFG, right? Um, do you think that 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 is going to be a big issue? Do you think that maybe they'll find some way to? Well, you know that Batman v Superman is going to be like two hours and some change, right? But even at two and a half hours, yeah. I, 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 you weren't you hadn't come in when we were talking about it yet. You feel, I mean, just from the trailer, I'm not adding anything more. Just from the trailer, what you've seen, you see, you see they they actually hint at some kind of a Batman or even of a quick origin yeah alright we also see that Superman has to deal in the courts with whatever reason he's dealing with something in the courts probably to do Which, with the whole Metropolis thing yeah they're having you know? him right but I'm just saying but you see him in court so we, we've got that to deal with we've got this Superman loved like a deity by people thing to deal with um, we have Batman seeming to hate Superman for being reckless basically because mm-hmm. we see Bruce Wayne in the beginning of the clip 
So we have that kind of part to also build up because he was there at he was basically at ground zero yeah, saving kids. Right. right. Well you see the sign beside him said Wayne Financial. Financial yeah, know? I saw that. So that there's that. Um, then you mysteriously have Wonder Woman out of the blue right. with her bracelets that i mean we know that they cut movies differently so we see her hit her bracelets together then we see this big orb of energy i'm not saying that she's creating the orb of energy that could be another click but the point is she clicks her bracelets together and we see some light start that is something wonder woman doesn't do so now i'm not saying you have to give me a wonder woman origin story but you still need to explain like who she is why is she here and what her bracelets do Are in you, general you think they're making her another alien I, again or lesbian but, but my, my, <laughs> is that what lesbians do <laughs> No, um, but you see I what I'm saying. But that's friends, my yeah. whole point is again, without going to that, they have to explain her. So you have to do that. Um, it's all this I've listed, and then there's, oh, plus we have to then have the fight of Superman and Batman. Also, we have to have whatever thing will band them together. So there's got to be an ultimate fight, which we already know that Doomsday is supposed to be in this. So I'm like, you're just listing all of that. If I just did that, that was like what six things, seven things I mentioned. I lost count at four. You know, <laughs> I think let's just say it was seven things I mentioned. At ten right. minutes a pop on each one, that's seventy minutes. Yeah. So, and that's not even a movie. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And Lex Luthor, we have to build up Lex Luthor's involvement and seeming hate of him. Yeah. So, and we need a reason for that. That's eight things. That's eighty minutes already of a movie if, at ten minutes a piece. And I haven't even written a script. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, like, if you extend all that and you really want to flush it out. If I mean, if you look closely at the at the title, it says Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, mm-hmm. and then if you look really, really, really closer, it says Part One of. Oh no! I mean, it's, well, it, it doesn't even need Part One. I mean, the fact that it's the Dawn of Justice is what they're saying. But I mean, I they better not give me a um, Hobbit Desolation of Smog. Oh, <laughs> Wonder Woman shows up, clicks her her bracelets, and it fades to black. <laughs> <laughs> In the midst of a fight, and you're like, I will fucking kill you all. Yeah, and then and then my reel of Man of Steel two, fuck you, fuck you in the ass. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm really excited. I mean, now I'm more excited than I ever thought I was for Man of Steel two, or or, I'm sorry, Batman v Superman. I do agree. There's a lot going on, but if you watch that trailer, that trailer has a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's a part where they even have. uh, uh, It's about it's about um, three. It's about three and and a half, three and a half minutes. I remember I'm watching it over and over. They show Wonder Woman a couple of times in there. Yeah. And there's a time oh, where she's in, ele- she's in an elevator. Oh, she's she's okay. getting into the car. So you see her as Diana Prince. Right. So I'm like, all right, you see that. You see dead Zod. Right. I was dead like, Zod. whoa, right. dead Zod. I bet you Luthor has him. Yeah. I'm imagining. Or yeah. Bruce Wayne. Oh, Bruce could. Because he, he's weird. walking into yeah. a building. He sees um, Zod's uniform. All right. At one point, so it could be Wayne Enterprises or something. You know? Yeah, and also yeah. we get—I mean, like I said, I mean, we already know that Batman supposedly has been in existence, which I think is also weird because there's a Batman uniform that the Joker has written on. Yeah, and I'm like, so Batman's been around enough that someone has literally had to physically see him. It's not a myth anymore. Someone has to have seen him. Yeah. But yet no one kind of referenced him as existing in the first Superman movie. Not, not that they would be like, you know, we've got to call Batman. But like I said, and it's what I had said before when I said when we first heard about the Batman v Superman and that he would be established is that at no point did you go like, wow, Gotham has, has its own crazy guy running around in a cape and now we've got an alien fly. I mean, there just would be some reference to that. You right. Know? They, they treat it like Bigfoot where it's like, you know, everyone's seen Bigfoot, but they don't really acknowledge it. You know? Yeah, but but Bigfoot doesn't have a big signal light on the roof that has his like symbol on it. That's what you think. Well, oh, here we go. With, <laughs> here we go. With, that's what you think. 
but you know. But I mean, this this movie is is I mean, with this, now this 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 second trailer has brought a lot of excitement. brings brings up a lot of questions though. Yeah. And I'm very int- now I'm very intrigued to see what the answer is going to be. Watch when uh, when uh, New York Comic Con happens, they're going to have a second part to that that second trailer. Yeah, the credits. Yeah, <laughs> that's all we get. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to think the New York New York Comic Con is the is the bastard of the of the Comic Cons, but it seems like it is. Especially yeah. with all the things that were released yesterday. But I mean, between Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad, yeah, yeah. I was very, I was like, wow, like DC. But also, I'm hearing. Um, Speaking of, of of trailers, while DC's releasing all their stuff, Marvel didn't release anything because they're going to be doing something for, I guess Disney has an expo. Disney has a, sim- a, a Comic-Con type expo. And because now that they're part of Disney, they're going to re- release the Civil War footage oh, okay. during that. I was like, wow. Disney said, fuck you, San Diego. We're doing our own thing. Yeah, that's kind of funny. I don't know how I feel about that. but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, that just brought back memories. <laughs> South Park, South Park, good old Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so, all right, there you have it. Our solutions for, don't touch that. Talking to my daughter. Um. Uh, by the way, if anybody would care to go to our Facebook page and just post which one, particularly my movie that would be made a Superman oh movie, my god. you thought was your favorite, I'd love to hear from it. Yeah. You so know what? Bet challenge challenge accepted. And we all know they're going to choose Ralph. Because that I, was a great fucking start. I don't know. If I'll, you ever want to see the motherfucking Jarrell <laughs> on screen, I think we know which one you should be choosing. We, we can talk and we could bring the motherfucking Jarrell into my movie. Uh, that's all right. There. <laughs> I, I, I kind of own property to that trying one. Trying to juice that. <laughs> I, I know mine won't even come in first. I'll be happy if I come in second. <laughs> you, know, you know what, Mike? Just for that, I'm going to call Summer Glow and have her be in your movie. <laughs> With Eva Mendez. So, <laughs> so there you have it. Our solutions for the Bat, the, the Batman, the Man of Steel franchise. And it looks pretty promising for the motherfucking Jarrell. So don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. Now we're more right. <laughs> I was waiting for the Now we're more Riley. All right, guys. You know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we never make it under a minute. But come on, we have my daughter in my arms. It's time to show her a good example of what good timing is. You're going to show us good timing? No, I uh, said you she, guys are He's going to show her a good example? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Ready, set, go. Are you bothered that the Fantastic Four movie has the thing with no shorts? Mike. Yes, at no point should the PG-13 viewing audience be thinking about the thing's genitals or lack thereof. <laughs> Ralph? As long as they don't do a Watchmen thing with a floppy penis with Dr. Manhattan, I'm fine. Let's really? get out of rock so it won't. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it, it'll stay stiff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who deserves a movie first? Rogue of the X-Men or Jessica Drew as the Spider-Woman? Ralph? Fuck Rogue. Of course, Jessica Drew. Uh, everybody would like to fuck Rogue. <laughs> Mike? I don't think that would be wise. First of all, <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Um, unfortunately, the X-Men franchise ruined Rogue as a character of interest. Spider-Woman would be fresh. I agree. The post-Secret Wars universe is scheduled to be one Marvel universe. How long do you predict that Marvel reverses gears and undoes what they've done here? Ralph. I give it a week. <laughs> give it a week, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess October doesn't mean anything. Time's up, but we'll keep going. Mike? Uh, it'll be the day after Stan Lee hires a hitman to kill editor-in-chief uh, <laughs> Axel Alonso and then wears his severed head on a necklace into a board meeting. <laughs> I think the point will be made. <laughs> and this is all while Stan Lee's being sick. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like the godfather. He's going to come in, sit down, 
Excelsior. <laughs> right away, sir. <laughs> um, which movie has a better chance of a sequel? Batman Unlimited Animal Instinct or Ghost Rider with Nicolas Cage? Mike. Ghost Rider 3, Spirit of Desperation. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph. Uh, Batman Unlimited. Uh, I guess something else instincts. So okay, see, that's what you get for thinking off the top of your head. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. All right, there we go. And last but not least, as a comic book movie fan, you, um, I want you to f- complete the sentence. I am tired of hearing people say blank. Ralph? What's that? <laughs> Stop inviting non-geeks to movies then. <laughs> Mike? Um, I get tired of people say, you're so handsome, smart, and sexy. You must read comics. Show me your giant-sized man thing. <laughs> Actually, they always say, like, when I have children, I might buy a comic book for them. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> when you say fuck you, why? Well, no, they actually usually say, like, when I have children, I might buy a comic book for them. I'm like, oh, fuck you. Oh, okay. It's always like when they have a kid to uh, read the comic. No, no, you know what's funny? I thought you were referring to the fact that I know that people say that when they have a kid... They, I've heard of people doing this, and it's a it's a it's a nice idea, but the idea that they want to buy a comic book of the year that the child was born, and I think that's a cool idea. But if you think it's going to be worth any money, it won't. Yeah, not even a little bit. Not e- it's funny because people it won't st- even double its value. Yeah, I try to tell people that, and they're like, "No, no, comic books are worth something." I'm like, if it's from the '60s and '70s, maybe. I mean, I get the gesture. It, it's nice um, to, to to commemorate. You know, my daughter or my son was born. In 2015, I'm going to buy a popular comic that was around for 2015. That's cool. But if you think it's going to be worth any money, you, 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 yeah. you're kidding yourself. Well, I mean, I would just hope that they're buying it just because they think it's a cool thing because they're into comics themselves, you know. But, yeah, I mean, the worth of it, no. Yeah, I not, not at all. Not, I mean, I, like I tell everybody, unless the world goes through some, like, apocalypse thing where most things have been destroyed, then sure. <laughs> <laughs> comics from the last five, ten years are going to be worth something. But right, as it is right now, comics from the last twenty to twenty-five years are barely worth anything. Comics from the last twenty years are almost not even worth double what their face yeah. value was. Toilet paper is worth more. It's, it's so funny because I remember people running out to buy the Death of Superman in droves. Yeah, in droves now, they went to go buy businessmen. That. I mean, I'm talking like stockbrokers bought them as investments. They bought like I know people with ten, twenty, thirty, fifty of them. <laughs> and now it's like worth two dollars a piece. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shout outs. Anybody got shout outs? I want to shout out my wonderful niece Erin, who has just been hitting me up about the San Diego Comic Con. Like she thinks I can do something about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's out on the West Coast. She's like, How come you couldn't get tickets? I'm like, Who do you think I am? <laughs> I mean, I know I'm MFG, but a lot of the world hasn't caught on yet. <laughs> no, but uh, she really wants to go. So I'm, I'm like, All right, I'll keep an ear peeled next year. <laughs> next year wow so now we know meanwhile 22 san diego comic-con oh, that would be great san wow that would be, that would be crazy yeah <laughs> I, by that point i would definitely will just walk up hey you're Zack snyder come over here have you ever heard of the motherfucking jarell <laughs> <laughs> you will <laughs> i've got a couple of shout outs as usual um shout out to um aaron who listened to um an episode this is another aaron i'm assuming not uh, my wonderful niece we're talking about our aaron not yeah. your aaron our aaron whatever <laughs> aaron who listened to an episode of meanwhile 22 without being solicited by mike on a weekly basis so congratulations to mike for not doing that and congratulations to aaron for actually listening on her own yay aaron <laughs> <laughs> um shout out to jazz she put her b- wine bottle down she'll, she'll clap <laughs> <laughs> 
She, wow, she put on her wine bottle. She, she puts down her wine bottle. She'll clap. Wow, she holds it with both hands. Wow, that sounds horrible too. <laughs> she holds it with both hands. It's a two-hand job. <laughs> a two-hand job. <laughs> um, shout out to Jazz. Drop a line, Biatch. What the fuck? <laughs> I, he put something on Facebook, but doesn't shout us out. What's going on? Nah, he's just. You know, I can't wait for him to get back. I'm just going to piss all over his dreams of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> In fact, I hope it's a really good movie. I'm just going to piss on it just to piss him off. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, shout out to Gabe. Great job on your performance in the play The Firebird. Um, my MFG and I got a chance to take a look at it yesterday. And it, it was good to see our boy up there doing his thing, doing what he loves to do. Absolutely great performance. I, and I've never, I, it's funny, it's the first time I've ever seen him not drunk or stoned. <laughs> now nah, I'm only kidding. <laughs> Maybe nah, he, he was did. both. <laughs> nah, he did a great job. He, it was really, it was a good play. He did a great job. Good cast all around, stuff like that. Yeah. And, I, and I know that the, the performance was only enhanced by my presence there. <laughs> Lord, wow! Once again, the table. <laughs> yes, moving. that would be me. <laughs> the table's moving again with him jerking himself off. Of course, shout out to Bosch and Cheyenne over at Four Life Podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. Haven't heard a podcast from you guys in a while. Did you kill off Cheyenne? Because one thing I'll say, Bosch and Cheyenne do their podcast, and three quarters of the time, Cheyenne's away, so he's doing it via Skype. Oh. Ah. So, so like, and when I talk to Bosch, I'm like, "Yo, so what's going on? You want me to help you out be the co-host?" He goes, "I might as well. I don't get a chance to talk to Cheyenne." So I'm like, "Wow." I, 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 I can imagine how difficult that is to get somebody on the same page with you, you know, and, and then do Skype, which is annoying already. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, shout out to Johannes. Dude, get your freaking head out of the books and, and, and drop by one of these days because I hear from him very seldomly, which means I know he's studying. He's got a lot of things going on. But, dude, drop a line. We want to make sure you're okay. We worry about you, man. Johannes, we want to hear some good news. Catch up on us. Write us at Facebook or whatever. I know you keep in touch with the cap on uh, Twitter. I'm way too sophisticated for Twitter. So <laughs> First yeah. off, it's Instagram. Instagram. Oh, what? Well, I don't even touch that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Instagram is beneath him. It's like poo. <laughs> Pretty much. They could just call it poo-gram. But the, <laughs> the, the, funny, the funny part is I, I don't think Kev understands that you know people know him as Big Kev. So he's like, who the fuck is hitting me up uh, on Instagram saying this? Oh, that's Johannes. Oh, oh yeah, he's cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's not used to random people just hitting him up. I don't like a porn site. It's not not. <laughs> yeah, Kev, hit me up about that. If you're not going to hit me up about Batman, hit me up about that. <laughs> and last but not least, a shout out to Jamal, who made it apparent the last show we had that he listens all the time, but he doesn't get recognized. Jamal, we appreciate you being on the show and wanted to give you a shout out. I bet, I bet you like my movie better, right? Oh, God. Here we Look, go I need to get this thing made. <laughs> <laughs> my movie's the one that's going to be made. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What I'm going to do is make waves and get out of here. So, for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square, Ralph the Tech, and Baby Riley, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky, and Ant-Man is next week. Are you going to go to opening day? Opening day? No. But see it that weekend? Yes. All right. <laughs>